The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Chris Sheeran Show on YesNetwork.com and also on iTunes Podcast. And now, thanks to my co-host, Mr. Lou DiPietro, we've joined the 21st century, and you could like us on Facebook. <laughs> yes, you can. The, the uh, URL is Facebook.com slash Chris Sheeran Show. Very easy. The Chris Sheeran Show was taken, but when I tried to find really? it, when I tried to find it, there was nothing there. Very weird. So I just went with Chris Sheeran Show. Who, who would have that? I don't know. Do I have a... Maybe there's a guy named Chris Sheeran who's a woodworker out in Colorado and he has a show like Tool Time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the next one on TLC or something making millions. Hey, I saw you on... No, that wasn't me. I, I, I cannot work with wood. That, that, that would be incorrect. <laughs> he'll be on right after my 600-pound life on Tuesday nights oh, on TLC. Oh, God, or my fat, fabulous life. Or, I want to reach to the TV and I'm, smack her right I'm, I'm overweight, and I like to do fun things. How do uh, I get my own TLC show? I, <laughs> apparently, all you have to do is call. All right, I don't know. I would love to see you dance the weight off, but that would be tremendous. I am a naughty Zumba enthusiast. Sorry, not, not going to happen. Oh, boy. So, here we are. It's Super Bowl week, and... We will not be talking about deflated balls. Uh, so we, we did enough of that mm-hmm. last week. You know, I, 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 the more it went on, Lou, the more I, I, I just couldn't listen to it anymore. I couldn't listen to people talk about it. To me, it's a non-story. And to me, the common denominator here is a witch hunt against the Patriots because everybody hates Belichick. Everybody hates – see, here's – before we move on, again, I'm not talking about the balls. I'm talking about the Patriots here. Right. Tom Brady, everybody sees him, everybody perceives this guy as Luke Skywalker, okay? <laughs> everybody looks at Belichick as the emperor. You know, I, 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 I made this picture of him in the emperor's hood that said, good, good, I could feel your anger. I do look at them as the evil empire, I'm not going to lie. Right, but Brady gets none of the blame here. This guy skates while everybody just takes Belichick out to the woodshed and destroys this guy. Now listen, does he deserve it on some level? Yes, he does. Is he a jackass to the media? Yes, he is. So does he deserve it in a way? Kind of, sort of, maybe. But... Belich- uh, Brady um, should not skate here just because he sells Ugg boots and he's a dreamboat to all you ladies out there does not mean he should just skate free. And to pin this on some rogue kid in the equipment room is so ridiculous. If he did that without Brady telling him what to do, don't you think Brady would have a big-time issue with, with somebody messing with his footballs? Can you see this happening in other sports? No! Can, can you see Joe Girardi sitting in front of the <laughs> press conference podium because Michael Pineda gets thrown out of a game for Pintar? And he goes, I don't know, it must have been Skippy the ball boy. Yeah, right! Like, come on! Right! But well, let me ask you a question. What's worse? We are media, so we have our own answer, technically. What's worse, <laughs> this Bill Belichick, Tom Brady witch hunt and all the, the ways Bill Belichick is, is trucking with the media, or I'm just here so I don't get fined? Uh, yeah. Which is worse. I mean, let's be fair. Yeah. I mean, God bless Marshawn Lynch. Somebody should have asked him, like, you know, what do you want on your tombstone? Like those pizza commercials? <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Because that would be great. But that'd be hilarious. You could see that on his tombstone. I though, could. You? That could be his epitaph. That or Taste the Rainbow, one of the two. Because yeah, he's a big Skittles, Skittles fan. And so. did you see that, that company out in Seattle? It's like 30 miles, I think, south of Seattle. They're making Italian sausage 
with Skittles inside the sausage. They actually cook inside the sausage and they melt inside, taking the savory taste of the sausage and the Skittles, the sweetness of them, combining them. And they go through, the guy said they go through a thousand pounds of Skittles a year. I like tuna fish. I also like pizza. I don't like tuna fish on pizza. Actually, I have a tuna sandwich for lunch later today, which is pretty good. Good for you. Um, yeah, no. Uh, no. I'm gonna you, know, s- you don't want the Skittle I'm gonna, sausage? I'm gonna, I'll, have the, I'll have the sausage and I'll have a side of Skittles. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 you need to mix no. them together. No. Not even I'm that. Good. No, no. <laughs> I, just right. thought, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Reminds me of when I did the grub crawl at Barclay Center. How was it? Oh, that had to eat. Phenomenal. Where I had to eat fish tacos, bratwurst, and an egg cream in the yeah, same day. You know what? They have great food at Barclays. They do. I'm just saying I, I ate all of it in the same day. So by the end of it, even Rolades was like wanting to sponsor me. I did the same tour at Yankee Stadium. I it's, remember that. It's probably floating around still somewhere online. Hot dogs, sushi, I ate uh, what, pastrami, Sam. I had like so much food, just like you. And I'm driving home like... I, I, are you serious right now? It, it, it's like I had a 18 nation fight going on in my cold. I, I almost had to have Oriema pull over after we did it that day, <laughs> so I could so I could throw up out the window on the BQE. Yeah, I, they do have the food is good. It's just that the combination and the quantity didn't yeah. quite. See, this is why I love as, as our Seinfeld com, you know yeah. loving fans would say it's like Hitler and David Duke down there no, with the Farrakhan and David Farrakhan Duke. and David Duke. With the uh, black and white the cookie. The race war, yeah. <laughs> the black and white cookie. <laughs> Racial look, harmony, indeed. Look, look to the cookie. Look to the cookie. Um, this, I was just going to say, it's why I love doing this with you, because we're talking about the Super Bowl, and then five seconds later, we're on to food. So. And, and then Seinfeld. Yeah, it's great. So, moving on. Um, I, I just had to throw that out there with, with, with Brady and Belichick, because I, I think it, it reached such ridiculousness that it got to the point where you're sitting there in your car, whether you're listening to sports talk, whoever you're listening to. And at the outset, maybe the first three or four days, you're engaged. You're into it. You know, you have your opinion. And by like the fifth or sixth day, you're just kind of like, come on, really? Can we move on? Can we talk about the game? Is Richard Sherman's arm going to be okay? You know, is his shoulder fine for the game? Are the Seahawks okay health-wise? Yeah. You know what's going on with the Patriots game plan? Can we can we can we break it down that way? And then by day ten, you got people taking selfies behind the Michael K. Show set. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I saw that. That was, was an awesome tremendous. thing. She was on. Um, she was on the Michael K. Show yesterday to follow. Oh, that. really? It was pretty, it was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't she be? Yeah, it was pretty great. It's good stuff. That's that's fun stuff. Good people, for Michael and Don. People like fun stuff, right? I, I don't see anybody taking a selfie in this room anytime soon. I should take one to post on our new Chris Sheeran Show Facebook you page. Should. You so should. let's see. We're, you'll be able yeah. to see it later today. But yeah. right now we're going to take yeah. a Lou and Chris selfie. Yeah, me flip the camera. Let me flip the camera around. around. I'm functionally. Uh, you know, you're, now, you're, here. now you're in filters. There, I don't know what I'm doing. There, you there go. we go. Here yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll turn it so- half sideways yeah, like so artsy. There it is. So there it is. We'll post that later. Yeah, we just did a selfie live for our new Facebook page, which would have been created five years ago. (laughs) Well, this is – I listened – I went back – so let's talk about this a little bit before we go back to the Super Bowl. I went back to – we still have on YesNetwork.com and on iTunes all 213 episodes. This will be number 214 of the Chris Sheeran Show slash Off the Wall. 214 shows. There's one that's apparently missing. The first one is missing. I don't know what happened there. but the, Ooh, the a first, lost episode. Yeah, the, lo- the lost pilot. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The first one we have is episode two, where you talk about uh, the Jabba rules and various wow. other things from 2009. Wow. Um, it's... It's pretty interesting to go back and listen to that from five years ago now. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously you and Joe Ariama. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred and... We took breaks back then. Like, well, what the hell were we thinking? There were a hundred episodes or whatever of that. And then there's, you know, the, the year and change you did with Doug. Mm-hmm. And now we're on, like, episode ten here of this... And we're steamrolling, ...incarnation. Baby. So it's you can go back and listen to it. I, I put up a... On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show, I, uh, I put up a throwback Thursday to the first episode of Us... Oh, next nice. week, next week, maybe I will throw back Thursday to the original Off the Wall. Wow! With Michael Jackson soundbite and yes. what sounded like a, a very attractive young lady doing your intro. That would be Theodora was. Spicer. Oh, it was Teddy. It was Teddy. Oh, okay. Who is no longer with us? It was Teddy. How about that? I didn't even recognize that. Yeah, she had God. a good voice. She does absolutely she very much. Well, does. she still does. I mean, it's not like yes. she doesn't anymore. <clears throat> she still does. Yeah, it's not like she's been smoking a pack of camels at no center or anything. No, yet. no, no, no. Um, but anyway, that's that's uh, yeah. That's Chris a hey, show. That's a little good little check it out. Chris and I will post stuff on there too. Chris will post his uh, ChrisSheeran.com bloggings. Yes, and on there and stuff. So we'll uh, for those of you who read my musings, you know, I could get a little out mm-hmm. of it. And by the way, I have to I have to send this out there. Um, I wrote a blog back in July about Johnny Manziel mm-hmm. um, because everybody's on, everybody was on this guy. Johnny football, <clears throat> Johnny this, Johnny that. I know he won the Heisman. I'm not oblivious to that fact. Gino Toretto won the Heisman. Oh, yeah, too. so did Jason White. <laughs> so did Jason White. So let's be honest here. Okay, Johnny football, he got that nickname in high school. Okay? Uh, all around jock. He, he got drafted by the Padres. Uh, he got drafted by the Browns. Um Tremendous football player in college. One of his Cleveland Brown teammates, who remained nameless, called him a 100% joke. Joke. Mm-hmm. And they would rather go to war. And I'm sorry, I forget the kid's name. Jokey football. Uh, who, who started the last game for Cleveland. And he was playing with a broken rib. Or Oh, yeah. I don't think any. I had Connor, Connor Shaw. Connor Shaw. South Carolina. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. would, the team would rather go to war with Connor Shaw than Johnny Manziel. And if that doesn't speak volumes about that guy and the article that I wrote back then, yeah. and I, I read through it again, and I was like, wow, i got to repost this, <clears> because <throat> people didn't even bother to you know, look it over because everybody just jumps on these bandwagons nowadays. It's like Chuck T said, man, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Exactly. I, 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 don't, I still don't get it with this guy. He would rat, look, Blake Bortles, was he out in Vegas... On, on inflatable swans? No. Blake Bortles, as soon as he got drafted by the Jaguars, he was in camp. Yep. Mini camp. Working with his receivers. Now, look. Is Blake Bortles the sexy thing or the, uh, you know, the Twitter thing? To, no. Because he keeps, he's low into the radar. His girlfriend got most of the attention. Right. Lindsay Duke. Yeah. Right. But, you know, he's not a guy. He, he didn't have a fantastic season. No. But what rookie quarterback... You know, unless you're Peyton Manning didn't Peyton have Manning a great year in '98 yeah. thirteen, yeah. So you, you gotta the Jacksonville Jaguars were extremely smart in their pick of Bortles. I, I, I think he's got that build of a quarterback. He's mm-hmm. the pocket passer. Uh, you surround him with some talent, and and they're gonna have a high pick again this year. As you say, Johnny Manziel is drafted by multiple teams. He's like Dave Winfield without the height and the talent. I just I don't <laughs> get, but. I, my point was, when your teammates would rather go to mm-hmm. war 
with basically a fourth string quarterback. Yeah. Who I don't even know if he was drafted, Connor Shaw. I, I don't believe so. I, th- I think he was like a rookie free agent that they they brought in. And he man, might have been a seventh round. And Manzel was taken twenty second overall. Yeah. So I, I just had to throw that out there, and it's on my blog uh, page mm-hmm. on WWE. Even the Christian. even the Vikings with Teddy Bridgewater had yeah. the results. Yeah, absolutely. Because Bridgewater mm-hmm. went to work. See, these guys, they get it. They worked their entire life to be there. Manziel can live on the hype by uh, that alone. And you know, you know, you absolutely know, this guy will be hired by you-know-who as soon as he decides not to play football anymore. Yeah. You know he will. Or he'll be on Dancing with the Stars, one of the two, yeah. Well, same network. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's it's just, it, it weighs on me so much. It's like the weight of Atlas on my shoulders because people get so wrapped up. You know, don't give... Don't give Tebow a job. Don't give him a job. Well, they did give him a job. Well, he's yeah, he's on the. I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little jealous. Uh, I think I've told this story. I may have said, but one of my wife's cousins' wives, mm-hmm. like seventh string relation, yeah. is, a, is a personality on that network, and okay, and got to do a bowl game with Tim Tebow. So I was very All jealous. Right. I was like, ah, it's, I love Tim. I'm a Gator fan. I love Tim Tebow. There you go. Tim Tebow is like you know God in in, in Gator fans' minds. You know. Well, Along with all 73 Jacksons that were wide receivers at one point yes, throughout the 90s and yes. 2000s. Uh, let, let's go back to the Super Bowl. Damn. Namely, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. Yeah, uh, you, you brought this up. And, and it's an interesting quandary hmm. that Sherman has himself in right now. Not It's not his, his wing that we're talking about. His girlfriend uh, is about to give birth. Mm-hmm. And she could pop at any second. And he's in Arizona at the Super Bowl. So... The, the question is, and Lou and I will break this down, and you know, after you guys listen, you can go to the Chris Sheeran Show Facebook page and tell us what you think. Um, but really, what would you do? In that situation, what would you do? And I'm going to open up the floor to you right now. What would you do in this situation? What well, I don't have children yet. So in that situation, I would think, honestly, my wife would probably kill me if I wasn't there. <laughs> um, Your first one is a big one. The first one is a big one, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean... I would think she would want me there. I would want to be there. On the other hand, this is the pinnacle of your industry. On the other hand, from that, they were just there and won it last year. So, you know, Derek Jeter said back in the day that, you know, all that success he had early on, he never took for granted because he never knew if he was going to get there again. And as you saw from 2001 when they won their last one, to 03 when they lost, to 09 when they finally got yeah. there again, you, you know. He's right. He's right. I would be there. I would leave. Especially making it easier knowing that he's not 100%. So you would be with your wife as well? I would be with my wife. I might pull an Ace Ventura and, and, and come back at halftime half. like Dan Marino, yeah. But, I mean, either that or I would say, look, honey, anytime if you give birth anytime before Saturday night, I'm there. Sunday, I'm already here. Like, you know, you can't leave that fast, that, that, that close to the game. You could also pull a Steve Nebraska. You could. And take the chopper right into ding. the middle of the stadium. You could. That's two. I forgot the ding for Ace Ventura. <laughs> I, I would think I would be there. I, don't, I mean, you have kids, so you can yes. speak a little bit more from experience and personal standpoint. Um, yeah, both times it was the best days of my life, really. Yeah. When I, and I know some of you out there, oh, you know, 
they always say you're narcissistic bringing children. There's some people who say you're narcissistic for bringing children into the world. And to those people, I say, get bent. Um, it's not about that. It's about having a family. Yeah. That's what it's about to me. It's not about here. Look at what my kid is doing. Right. It's, it, my world revolves around my girls. It does. It, it, it flat out. And ask my good friends in New Jersey. They know I'm hardly home because no offense to them. And I see them on occasion, but if I have a choice between staying at home and just being around my girls and going out and drinking, I'm staying home with my girls. Yeah. Because you're not going to get this again. You're not going to get when they're this age and they're so much fun. Because especially with teenage girls, what I'm hearing... They don't really like their parents that much. Yeah, it's, that tends to happen. Because there's so many rules that, that go along with being a teenage girl. Yeah, my especially sister would know nowadays. anything about that. Yeah. But um, I, I would have to disagree with you if I was Sherman. And, and listen, Sherman is one of the best, if not the best, defensive back mm-hmm. in the National Football League. I'm sure Darrell, you're going to have two of the best defensive backs in the game. In that, yeah, yeah, in that stadium, in Darrell Rebus, and a couple of the best safeties in the game right. too, and Thomas and Chancellor right. and McCourt. I mean, they're it, both the, teams have yeah. tremendous. It goes DBs. to defense wins championships, and that's why the Seahawks are back in it. Here's the thing: first kid or not, all right. I just think that his girlfriend knows this is what he does. Right. He is an elite NFL player. This is what he's worked for his entire life. Now, look, I'm not trying to be that guy who's inconsiderate or doesn't want to be there for his wife, but I'm pretty sure she knows he has to be there. He does. And, and, and if it was me, and yeah. if I was that kind of elite athlete, and my wife or my girlfriend knew that this is what I work for, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get back, like, yeah. like you said, you brought up Jeter, I don't think she'd have a problem, like, you know... <sighs> I know a guy, and he'll remain nameless, but he played in an over-28 baseball league like I do back in the day. Uh, And he actually was sitting in the hospital with his wife as she was about to give birth. And the field that his team was playing on was like 10 seconds away right outside the window. He actually wanted to leave the hospital and go play in his game and come back. I mean, I'm not... I'm not that, I mean, listen. Yeah, I'm not that competitive. I'm not going to leave for an over-28 game. But if I was in the Super Bowl, that's a different story. And I think I would be, because look, you should be there for your girlfriend, your wife, your significant other, whatever, when when birth is concerned. Because things could go wrong Mm -hmm. during during birth. And that's scary. But I'm pretty sure women in that situation... And I'm not talking about a week 16 or week 14 game yeah. that you need to get into the playoffs. Hey, look, mm-hmm. guys, I, I, I got to be with my wife. I'm sorry. But a Super Bowl, you're with that band of brothers that, you know, you basically, you've committed to this. You've committed to your brothers. Uh, and I don't want to be completely out there and say it's like war because I'm not going to compare football to war. There's no comparison. But the brotherhood that goes along with it, that's the comparison. And I think Sherman and, you know, through his girlfriend, she knows that he needs to be there with his teammates to give his team the best chance to win that game. Because like you said, going back to it, I don't mean to repeat myself, you don't know when you're going to get back. Yeah, and you can spin that any way you want. I mean, you know, I'm sure Richard Sherman is not the only family that his girlfriend has or, you know, 
there there will be other people that could be there for her. And on the other hand, it's not like anyone could just step in and be Richard Sherman. This isn't right. You know, this isn't Antonio Allen we're talking about, right. or, or some other, you know, non NFL cornerback. This is one of the best guys in the game. So you can spin that any way you want, and opinions are going to differ. And, and let's hope. For the sake of not having to argue the point that either she gives birth tomorrow or Monday. <laughs> so that way it doesn't become, you know, it doesn't become a story on the level of deflate gate. Right. And, you know, people out there that, that want to say he's insensitive or inconsiderate and if he's not there and he's at the game and she gives birth, just, just stop it. It's a non-story. I guarantee you as soon as that game is over... He's going to the hospital if she's oh, there. Absolutely, he's going to be by her side. Um, it's the Super Bowl. There's, there's no, it's no question. The damn Super Bowl. It's not like I said. It's not Week Five. It's not Week Ten. It's not even the NFC Championship game or a lower playoff. Right. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, I, I have no problem with him if, if he wants to play in the game when this has happened. No, I, I agree. I would be there, but I agree. All right, Lou, let's move on to our next exciting yes. thing, which which you could set up for yeah, us Yeah, so um, those of you who frequent the yesnetwork.com website uh, may have seen today, we, we posted on Facebook and on the website, um, our video uh, producer, Matt, Matt Stucco, uh, had a great idea that he, he brought to fruition himself. He went and he found a store and he bought a, a box of 1987 Topps Major League Baseball wax packs. <laughs> The box price says they were forty cents on the yeah, box. Yeah, I don't know what a pack of baseball cards cost now because I haven't bought one in a long time. But I know they're a lot more than forty cents. And we we had a little bit of a discussion. So we opened a bunch. We did the feature. We got a Barry Bonds rookie card. Wow. We got a Mark McGuire rookie card. Unbelievable! I got an Alfonso Polito. It was so amazing. Mark McGuire rookie card. It's a rookie card. <laughs> God, he was a perfect that. wrestling announcer too when he, he segued was. into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um my uncle used to watch him late at night and buy cards. I don't know <laughs> what what that was all about. How could you not? I, he was it's charisma, man. You got charisma, you can do anything. You've if, got charisma. So I saved the last two packs uh-huh. of these. And before we wrap up, uh I we're gonna steal a page out of Jack Curry's JCTV playbook, and it won't play up as much because we're on Radio podcast, podcast, but we'll uh, we'll JCTV it and see who gets the better pack. Okay, um, but I asked. I, I posted the first query. I posted on the yes. Christian Show Facebook page was uh, we want to know what are your favorite memories of collecting baseball cards. And we you know this was only about an hour ago as I right. speak, so we only have one response. But uh, Allison Rogers responds that the stick of gum with no taste inside. <laughs> and let me tell you what. After 28 years, the stick of gum with no taste inside tastes even worse. It probably. Yeah, it's probably cardboard. It, it was disintegrated cardboard. in my mouth. It was, yeah. Did, did you try one? I did. I'm the I'm the face in the video, if you watch the I'm video. i watch it. Of the yeah. person chewing the gum that's me. I have to watch it now. It, it disintegrated in my mouth and tasted like, like chalk rubber. Wow. Awful. Well, Allison... Uh, just she's one of my best, well, not best friends, but she's one of my friends from high school. She was a couple of years behind me, and uh, she uh, she lives down in South Carolina now, where the Yankees low A team that the New River York, Dogs, South Cackalacka and yeah, Compton, the River Dogs is. The and Chaz I still River have Dogs? to, yeah, I have to still have to go visit her. 
she came up a couple uh, years ago when I saw her, but I haven't seen her since. Uh, so, so thank you, Allison. For I caught a, Char- a Charleston River Dogs game when I was down in South Carolina last summer for a family uh, family vacation. Did you run into they're, Bill Murray? I did not. Their um, their their park is great. Really, it's right there, kind of like out on the out on the harbor. Uh-huh. It, it's was uh, Slade Heathcott there? No, um, it was. Towards the very end of the season, so like, where's he? All the guys that Slade Heathcott was in Trenton. He was injured at the time, but he was in Trenton. Yeah. Um, all the guys that were like having good seasons had moved up to Tampa because Dante Bichette and Jake right. Cave and those guys had moved up to Trenton. So, um, you know, there were a lot of the the lower prospects. There, Michael O'Neill was still there, uh-huh. and um, John Murphy. Okay. Who I may have mentioned, you may know this is a. Uh, only the third player all time out of my high school, my alma mater, to be oh, drafted by Major League nice. Baseball. So uh, he played. Uh, he played for the the great Bob Kello, as I did for one season. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's a good time. But uh, that was our one response. I, 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 let, let me let, let me break this down for kids really quick. For 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 the younger kids, okay. This is 1987. So I was. This was a 14 year old Chris Sheeran at the time. And you were seven. I was seven, right? 1987, yeah. So I used to I used to be an altar boy, and every mm-hmm. Sunday we'd get paid. You know, it was $2 every Sunday, and it was great because $2 went a long way back in 1987. You can go get a hamburger, small fry, and a medium Coke at McDonald's. And then after that, we'd go over to the Bilo Shopping Center on Route 18 in East Brunswick, New Jersey, and we would go into the Krausers there. And Krausers had these packs of baseball cards. And I'd have change yep. from McDonald's, and that would be every week. Bang. Another tops. Another tops. Another tops. And then after we'd go home, we'd all go to our separate houses, open them up, fan them out. I even mm-hmm. had a book that I would – like a picture book that oh, I yeah. would slide the cards into. Yes. A binder, a, with the nine, a binder with the nine uh, – Yes. 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 We so, all had those. Right. So I slid them in there. And then you would take your binder, put them in a backpack, and walk to your friend's house, and you would proceed to trade the cards. You would call your friend on the rotary telephone. Try doing that when you lived in a town where the exchange is 888, like I did. Okay? Yeah, that's fun to listen to. Good night, everybody. So you would call your friend, you would go over... And one of my best friends, who is no longer with us, and I have to admit, Rhett Krobach, who, God rest his soul, uh, passed away a couple years ago. Um, He had the most out of all of us. And my friend Brian, who is a fervent listener to this podcast, will appreciate the fact that I brought up Rhett because he, his parents, you know, they, they left his room the way it was, and it's just full of baseball, baseball cards. years and years <clears throat> of Rhett collecting is still in his bedroom. And I, I tell you, there was no one who knew, like, the worth and, you know, the year and how much it was and which one you needed. He, like, was, a walk- he was a walking Beckett is what you're saying? Yeah, he, dude, I'm telling you, he was a walking encyclopedia of baseball cards to his dying day. I mean, he knew everything about every single card he had like if something was out of order if he went into his box and he noticed something was out mom what what do you he was just a nutcase in a good way but god i miss that guy we we uh 
<clears throat> when I was a kid, we did the same thing, and I'll, I'll give some places. A couple of them aren't there anymore, but I'll give some places some props. Go ahead. In case people are listening from where I grew up in, uh-huh. in the Naugatuck Valley. So we would we would do the same thing. We'd get our allowance, or we'd go do landscaping for this guy that lived down at the end of the street uh-huh. who had this massive yard, and we'd go mow the lawn. And so he was like, you know, 65-year-old man, but let the neighborhood kids do his yard work and paid us well. Mm-hmm. Five bucks at the time. Uh, and we we done SNS cards and comics in there lovely downtown Shelton, Connecticut. We'd go there. I bought a Latrell Spreewell wow. rookie card with his Alabama uniform <laughs> there, like in the little sleeve. Uh-huh. Like that was one of my crunt when I first got into tra- uh, basketball cards. I did that. But my dad used to go to there's a there's a cigar shop in downtown Derby. My dad used to go to, and he would buy his cigars and cigarettes and. You know, we always usually come home with a pack or two of baseball cards for me. And then my godmother, um, every year for my birthday, which is in June, she would pick up the, the yearly top set. So I have from probably 1985 to 93. Wow. Every year in, in, my, in a storage facility near my dad's house because when my parents moved recently, they downgraded and didn't have mm-hmm. room. And I haven't been down there to pick them up yet. So I have, get on I have like every, you know, every top's. Probably for eight or nine years, every set. Wow. And we used to do the same thing. We used to trade them. My parents, we had a pop-up camper. You remember those? Oh, yeah. So we had a pop-up camper. And then, I don't know, when I was 13 or 14, my dad, uh, we had it in the yard. And my dad just popped it up because we weren't going to use it one summer. But my dad popped it up just to clean it out and whatever. Me and my friends, we used to go in there. And that was that, that was, that was the war line. room. That was the war room. <laughs> that was the war room on Edge Hill Terrace. We, uh, we traded... Traded baseball cards, GI Joes, various other uh, was the, other things. It was the perfect rainy day kid thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you couldn't go down in the park and you couldn't play ball, whether it be basketball, baseball, soccer, football, whatever. If it rained, you knew your phone was going to ring and you needed your cards at the ready. Yep. And it was you know it was just the way we passed the time back then. Yes, we had Atari. Twenty six hundred, or Nintendo, or Super Nintendo, whatever the case may be. Back then, we did have that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this is something you know. It, it was something very. It wasn't quite stratomatic, where, but it was still. It was the first time really. You started getting cerebral <laughs> with your friends. Yes. Over baseball Over cards. Baseball. Yeah. Do you still have Stratomatic baseball? I do. I know you have your own card. I do. I do downstairs. Thanks to those guys. They're awesome. We So me, my friend Gord and my friend Kev, the two of them love to strat, as we call it. <laughs> and I, I joined in with, with them recently. We need to do a video podcast. We need to play a game of Stratomatic baseball. I'm in. And video podcast this. I'm in. But we have to use like really either really great teams like we got to play like twenty seven Yankees against ninety eight Yankees or like the two thousand and thirteen two thousand fourteen Boston Red Sox again like like really bad yeah, teams yeah that would be an interesting video podcast absolutely I'm in I like to run absolutely I like to run and hit and run all right but uh sorry to go off on that tangent, no that's okay this is what this podcast is about, you know we, when we were kids the same way we had you know Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Every kid in my neighborhood had a basketball hoop either it on their garage seat. or whatever. That stuff was a backseat. It's not like it is today where that's the mm-hmm. first thing you go to. Yep. But back then, we used to trade cards. We used to, tra- like I said, G.I. Joes. We would trade. We would trade anything. It's amazing that none of my friends were became stockbrokers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all, with, all the, with all the trading we did and, or, yeah. or GMs of something, you know? I mean, 
my friends in my neighborhood now are a plumber, a contractor. One owns his own sporting goods, uh, sporting goods, sports cards, comic book store now. Actually, so maybe that's the maybe that's the lineage. Maybe maybe Nick is the lineage to yeah. our childhood. Owns the owns a uh, owns a store in Southington. Another nut. Uh, my best friend. Mike. Check it out. It's called Flagship Games and Comics, Southington, Connecticut. Yeah, Check it out. You you just brought it. I, I can't uh, you know not mention my <clears throat> my best friend Mike uh, Tita who listens to this podcast too. I've mentioned him before, but. Mr. D's Collectibles, I think, is still in business on Route 18 because, because of, of Mike Tita. <clears throat> uh, his basement is a shrine. I mean, there's so much stuff. He's yeah. got Gretzky rookie cards. He's got a Jets helmet signed by the, the SAC Exchange. It's just amazing. The array of things he has in his basement is unbelievable. And his late father, God rest his soul, you should see the size of this ship he built. Speak about the tangent out of toothpicks. Oh, God. It's gigantic. Just the sheer size. You know what? I'm going to have him take a picture of it, send it to me, and, we'll and I'll put it on, it on Yeah, I'll put it on the Chris Sheeran page on Facebook. You need to see this. You cannot believe it's toothpicks. Like, the guy was unbelievably gifted. Unbelievably. And, and that sits in the middle. I mean, that's one of his prized possessions <clears throat> uh, around all of his sporting stuff. But I could just close my eyes and picture the basement. It's like you're walking into Sports Shangri-La. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. A friend of mine has a shrine to the Buffalo. He's a Bills fan. He has a shrine to the Bills like that with all kinds of signs and things like that. No, it's yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I hope to accomplish that someday. I have a lot of stuff, you know, just from working here. We get some random cool stuff. You know, I have hats signed by players before they were anybody. When the you blizzard, know what I mean? And things when, like that. When the blizzard missed, I saw on Facebook Scott Norwood wide right. Same as the blizzard. Oh, I went really. Poor Scott Norwood. Let, leave him alone. Speaking of things like that, we got a one of the cards we got, and I hate to bring this up because it's a bad memory, but Donnie Moore was one of the cards we got. Former closer for the Angels, which you know that his his moment of infamy unfortunately <sighs> aided him to the point where he, he took his own life. But yeah. um, I hope to accomplish that someday to have a shrine. And I know Mitch Williams of, is still around. He is. We got a Mitch Williams card in there too, and a Steve, nice. Steve Jiltz. Uh and a Cecilio Guante. Which quick story before we do this because I know you uh, you have uh, some Michael K show yes, uh, stuff to attend I do. to. And so we're gonna. This is gonna be a short episode of the show. Uh, when I was in college, <clears throat> Temple Update was our right. version of what you did at Rowan. And um, so me and my couple of buddies, Dan, Jared, Ed, and Gabe. The five of us used to play home run derby in the studio after hours. Nice. We had a broomstick, like a foam, like one of those like stress yeah. ball kind of uh-huh. things. And there was a perfect mark behind the cameras that we would throw. And like if you hit it onto the set, it was a home, like the fence. Uh-huh. The set was the fence because uh-huh. the, the desk curved. So center field was deep. And if you hit it onto the set, it was a home run. And we used to play home run derby like the old, you know, the old show. Oh, yeah. 27 hours a game. And at the end of the semester... We gave the the person who allowed the least home runs the Cecilio Guante Award for least home runs. So now I have the Cecilio Guante baseball card to go with that. I can send nice. it. I think I think Ed Yee was the winner, so I think he can. He had he a could nasty, send it to he had him. a nasty curveball. Nice. He played a lot of wiffle balls, kid. But anyway, yeah, so did I. So we'll do this. You pick whichever one you want. I'll take, take the bottom. Yeah, I'll take the bottom. All right, it's not going to play off as well necessarily as as it does on JCTV. But. That's all right. Let's see what we get here. Don't Ooh, eat the gum, by the, the way. The, Trust me. The gum is brown-ish. <laughs> there, there were a couple packs we opened where the gum was stuck to the back of one card, and it's like a permanent like like black spot. 
So we're just we're just gonna go through these and name who we have. Yeah. Go ahead. You you go through and see who you oh boy. <laughs> I start with a winner and I don't think I can get any better than this. Alright, go ahead. I start with Carl Willis. Okay. Former Tigers and Reds pitcher and epic mustache. Dave Anderson. Okay. Dodgers. Uh Carney Lansford in his highly nice. his highly eighties nice. Art Anderson. I like it. Yeah. That's Awful. my that's my eye. Mike Lacoste from the Giants. Okay. I have Luis Salazar, who looks sort of like uh sort of like the time to make the donuts guy, actually. Charlie Huff. Oh, there's there's a good the one. The knuckleballer. Oh yeah. He was only like seventy in nineteen eighty seven. That's a good one. <laughs> uh Dan Petrie from the Tigers, I remember him. Jim Wynn from the Pirates. Look at those look at those hats. Oh, the hats are great. The eighty six Pirates. Stripe hats. Uh, Glenn Hoffman, uh, backup uh, shortstop utility infielder for the Red Sox. Chris Welsh from the Reds. No idea who that is. Mm, he's a uh, Ken Howell, who looks... <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he looks like somebody, and I can't picture him, but he looks like a famous... Like, he looks like Eric LaSalle from Coming to America. He does. Almost. He definitely does. Soul glow. Paul Molitor. Ah, there's a winner. Well, that's the winner so far because he's a Hall of Famer. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I right have there. Pete Ladd who... Uh, wow, that's a that's a picture. That's that is eighties right Pete there. Pete Ladd, Randy Bush from the Twins. Oh, Randy Bush, he was great in RBI baseball. He was along with Gene Larkin off Gene the Twins Larkin. bench. Uh, I have an eighty-six record breaker, Davey Lopes, most stolen bases in a season yeah. for a forty-year-old. There we go, Jeff Dedman from the Atlanta Braves. Huh. Speaking of Davey Lopes, quick tangent: there's a, a Twitter account. They have an Instagram called Baseball Card Vandals. Where they doctor up baseball cards, and there's a Davy Lopes cards where they scratch out like Dave and turn it into Enva, <laughs> and there's just like envelopes flying everywhere. It's great. I got Chris Spire from the Cubs, by the way. Alfredo Griffin from the A's. Uh, Ron Oster. I don't. I don't remember most of these. I gotta be I honest. Know. Bob Grich from the Angels. Uh, how about Raphael Belliard, future Braves World Series? Yes, I hero. do remember Raphael. Belliard. That's like my second best player. Mike Burkbeck. I don't remember Mike him Burbank. from the Brewers when the Brewers were in the AL. Uh, Chuck Carey. I'm sorry, the play? NL. Uh, no, the AL. Didn't sorry. Chuck yeah, Carey yeah. play for the Yankees later in his career? I, I don't know. Yeah. Johnny Ray. Wow. Ooh, look, Bob Melvin. Hey, <laughs> I got to, I got a, I got a Yankee, but not a Yankee. I got Jimmy Key. Nice, Jimmy Key, the, yeah, he the lefty. Kill the Yankees when he was on the Blue Jays. Willie Hernandez, I remember him. Guillermo. Tigers. Uh, Former Cy Young Award oh, winner. Oh, God, another thing. Speak about a guy who used to kill the Yankees. Willie Wilson. Willie I got Wilson. Bill Russell, which would be great if it was a Celtics Bill yes, Russell. Yes, you're absolutely right. Ooh. And Bryn Smith. All-star. Keith, Keith Hernandez. Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. There was a second spitter. On the gravelly road. Sammy Stewart, who's, who's totally got a wad of chaw in his Look mouth in this picture. I saved my, my right. funnest for last. Go ahead. I got Lou Pinellas, the manager of the Yankees. Nice. I have Bill Campbell from the Tigers. I, Paul Molitor wins. Right. I mean, you you win the JCTV uh, contest because you got Paul Molitor. This is 1987, okay? Let's just go through these like full body shots. Are you noticing anything about these players? It's it's pre 1989. They're string beans. Are, are, are you seeing? Here, look. Here's another one. Look. I mean, Raphael Belliard looks like huh? looks like a guy you'd see. Look at Randy Bush. He looks like a guy you'd see working at, like, Kmart. I mean, you know. Molitor, you know. <clears throat> but am I right? Uh, you're not wrong. I mean, Chuck Carey, he's probably one of the heftier guys. Look here at Dave Anderson. He's a 
he's a beanpole. Looks like a chimney. <laughs> I mean, Chuck Carey's probably a hefty guy, and he's about your size. I mean, that's hey, that's I'm not calling I, him I, fat. I'm it, no, saying, no, like, it was just an observation. It was an observation. Ken Howell would like his cell glow. I, I think this is a push, by the way. I don't think either one of us got the better. I don't know. Paul Molitor wins, but I'm keeping these. You can keep those. All right. You can keep those in your office to show people. That's awesome. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to divvy these up. You can also win a trip to, for four to the 1988 spring training camp of your choice. I say send it in. <laughs> send it in and tell them you want to go to Devil Race Camp. <laughs> or you want to go to Ace Camp so you can meet Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. That was fun, Lou. You know, it was the last two packs. We were done with them. I grabbed them. I said, we got to do this on the podcast and yeah. have a little fun with a little remnant. And you know what? I'll, I'll mess with this later on today. I'll put some of these pictures up. I'll, I'll definitely put Dave Anderson's picture up so you can see that. Now that we have the Facebook page and we can drive people there. Absolutely. Yes. Sammy Store with the watch. So I think I think as JCTV all, always ended with the baseball card discussion, I know you've got uh, other priorities to attend to. So I think we can uh, Wrap we up. can call this a, a successful episode of The Christian Show, number 214. Absolutely. You know, eating this gum would pretty much be like eating the Reggie bar in my office that Mike got me for Christmas last year. Here, ready? No, Listen to the it. sound. Listen to the sound. Don't. Oh, God. Spit it out. Spit it out. Oh, you're grossing me out. He just bit into this. It literally disintegrates in your mouth. How old is it? 1987. So it was probably made in 1986. Probably close to 30 years old. Wow. I'm holding in my hand. And I'm going to take a picture of this, too, as soon as I get down to my office. There is a brownish tint to it. Look, take, I know... Do you I, want to take a picture of what happened after I bit into it? No. No, you don't want to no, people no, no, no. All right. That, that's fine. But I am going to keep this, though. Maybe I'll put this right... Right on top of the Reggie bar. That'd be awesome. Before we go, real quick. All right, 1987. <laughs> Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do that before we leave. Um, can I hope that both teams lose? The <laughs> <laughs> game can end in the top. I don't know. <laughs> now, few people know this about me, but back around 1987, when Chuck Knox was patrolling the sidelines for the Seattle Seahawks, and they had Steve Largent and Dave Craig... And guys like Joe Nash on defense. Uh, I, the boss. I, I was a Seahawk fan. Like, they were my AFC team. Uh, I was a kid. I was. I liked their helmets. I was like Dwayne from What's Happening <laughs> with the Buccaneers helmets. Um, so I hate Pete Carroll. I, I, I hate him. I, I know he was shady when he was at USC. And I just hate shady coaches. You know why? Because they always beat my teams. My teams can never compete because they don't have that ounce of shady or the 10 ounces of shady that they need to compete and win. Um, That's why I cannot root for Pete Carroll. Uh, Bill Belichick, it's the Patriots. I I can't root for the Patriots. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to my 13, 14-year-old self, and I'm going to take Pete Carroll out of the equation somehow, and I'm pulling for Seattle. I love Russell Wilson. Uh, You know, look... This is the sixth time Tom Brady's been there. Um, if Russell Wilson's able to win back-to-back Super Bowls, people will Incredible. hate him any more, even more than they already hate him. You're still eating this gum. What are you doing to yourself? It's good. It's good. <laughs> He's sitting here putting the little pieces into his mouth. <laughs> As I'm talking about it. All right. I, I have to wrap this up and give you my prediction. I'll say Seattle. <sighs> Seattle t- 24, New England, 21. I was going to go something similar. I was going to say maybe maybe like 28-24 in Seattle. However, people are going to hate me for what I'm about to say. 
I'd like to see Tom Brady pull the Tim Duncan. I could see that too. <clears throat> I would like to see that. I could see that too. I, I just I, I can't root for the Patriots. I can't root for him, but I, like, it would be it would be cool to see finally after you know it'd be like the 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 full closure for the dynasty. They beat the defending champions in the Super Bowl. Yeah, rooting for the Patriots is rooting for the Red Sox, and I I just can't, I can't I, I can't make the connotation there. I just can't do it. I get you. I'll get you. Anyway, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Chris Sheard Show. So we'll put our Super Bowl predictions up there on the mm-hmm. Facebook page as well. I said 24-21 Seahawks. 28-24. I'll and Lou said 28-24 Pats. So we'll see who's the top dog there. You know what? If I lose, maybe I'll have to eat this gum. I already ate it, so let's hope the Patriots Or we'll just give it to Lou because he likes it. Oh. <laughs> Mikey likes He's it. He's like, Mikey... <laughs> But with 30-year-old gum, not life cereal. And on that note, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for joining us this week, as you do almost every week. And every week, we appreciate it. As I mentioned on the Facebook page that that Lou just created, we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for our loyal listeners who, you know, who respond to our stuff, our nonsense on Facebook and on Twitter. We really appreciate you listening every week. Uh, For Lou DiPietro, I'm Chris Sheeran. We'll see you next time, next week, on the Chris Sheeran Show on YesNetwork.com and iTunes.